Hey, can you do me a favor? Turn that light bulb on. There we go. That's perfect. Let's wake these people up. Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And back here now again, we have Fernando. Um, dude, it was, I'm, I'm glad to have you back because so in this time, since the last time that we kind of more or less talked about everything, um, <clears throat> I've learned so much about student loans, which you probably know, like, and you were working doing this for such a long time. Yeah, for about five years. So doing this now, I'm, I'm, I'm real curious. And last time, you kind of didn't want to talk about this at all because I, I'm guessing it's because it's a sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. Because, that because I was still working on that on that field, so and you gotta watch yourself. Yeah, you, you didn't want to lose your job around mm-hmm. that time, so this is like, dude, this is like badass. That like I actually we're actually doing this right now. I'm actually real happy about this because, um, <clears throat> so first let's start from the beginning. So I I just found out, and I don't know if you knew this, but um. Why is it that we got into financial aid? Like, how is it that we got into financial aid? So I think let's start from like the beginning, beginning. Um, the reason why we have financial aid uh, and, and the reason why college is being pumped so much is because back in the time when there was like war, uh, there was uh, Russia shot up Sputnik into the air. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at that time, um, there was... Uh, Russia had some of the best scientists of the world, rocket scientists. Like Russia was the leading. Russia and I think Germany, or I don't know who else it was, had like the leading rocket science. Like USA was idiots when it came to this stuff. Like we didn't know anything. So Russia shoots up Sputnik and USA kind of freaks out. And they're like, damn, like we don't have anybody here that knows how to do rocket science or rocket science back in that day. You know, um, uh, was very complex. It was like if you could do rocket science, like you were a genius back in the day. That's where like that kind of saying comes mm-hmm. from. Like, like okay, it's not rocket science. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because rocket scientists were like some of the most intellectual people of the world. Like in that time, around that time, they were real like smart ass people. So, um, but Russia shoots up Sputnik and. America goes, we need to get smarter people. So what do they do? They create financial aid because they wanted more people to be able to go to college. So in turn, we could have smarter people in USA. So then they could produce more innovative stuff so that we could, um, I guess, surpass other countries as far as like innovation and things that we were creating and things that we were coming up with. So, yeah, I think that's. I don't. I don't think that. I know that's more or less the reason why they created it. Because around that time, financial aid comes out, and then they begin to provide student loans for everybody, so everybody can go to college. There's no problem. Student loans and grants. Yeah, and all that. Financial aid. Financial aid is composed not only of the student loans, but depending on the state, like New York State has additional grants that you can get. Um, You get a federal Pell Grant um, to help you. So essentially, financial aid in its inception is a good thing. Yeah. Because it was meant to 
provide uh, more education for people, like to make it more accessible for them. Yeah. So now what I kind of want to get into is is this, because <clears throat> financial aid can be a good thing for those who don't have, you know, like the, the means to be able to come up with the money to be able to go to school. Yeah. So like if you want to be a psychologist and... I got some backlash from people as far as one of the podcasts that I did as far as um, uh, for like a school education or something like that. And I, I want to make one thing clear. I think education is great. And you know me that I learn a lot. Like I love to read. I love to learn. I love to, you know, if a question pops in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, I Google it and I do a lot of research and I try to find... Um, where exactly uh, like a good reliable source so I'm not just coming up or learning any dumb old Joe Schmo stuff you know somebody's opinions so I believe education is a great 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 thing so I don't want to get anybody to think that I am like against education which I am completely not but I did say one time before that nowadays we have a whole bunch of kids who are getting degrees and stupid stuff like yeah they're real, real, real stupid. Like there are real stupid degrees out there, useless degrees. Yeah, like sometimes I look at some stuff. Like one one person told me, like, oh, I have, and and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, so I don't know, like, but sometimes like I'll hear somebody say more or less, they'll say like, oh, I have a degree in uh, um, uh, social sexuality something, and it's like you went to four years for that crap, like. Oh, where are you going to be able to use that? Oh, and uh, human resources. And it's like, there's a more general degree that you could use, you know, for something like that. And they kind of minor in that if you mm -hmm. really wanted to. But they used all four years of school, like, and that's their main thing. And it's like, where else are you going to be able to go with this, something like this? I mean, it's a little bit more detailed than what they were telling me. But anyways, so back to the whole student loan thing. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you um, so now there's, when you go and you get a student loan, right? I want to start from the beginning of the process yeah. all the way till about the end. I was actually talking to somebody about this like three days ago. Yeah. So. so from the beginning of the process, when you get out of high school, you have to go and sign up for a student loan, right? Like, uh, you have to go to, you have to do, um, uh, I forget the acronym, free application for student financial aid. Um, so FAFSA, a free, free application for student financial aid. So, uh, for federal student aid. Um, so you, you sign up, you create an account with your social security, and that's the moment you create the account with, so, with your social security, and this is what people don't understand. The only, the only loans that never go away are student loans. So once you have a student loan, you can file for bankruptcy and it will not go away. Yeah, like you're, you're, and it's, so this is what I wanted to start off with. So if we were to tell a young kid today, right? Hey, listen, uh, sign on the, okay. So first of all, what's the average uh, student loan because there's an interest rate on the student loan meanwhile you're in school. Yes. So what's the average? There's two types of loans that so you can get when what, you're in school. What's the average interest rate on a student loan when you're in school? Well, when I was going to school, it was 
3.70 something. And by the time that I graduated, started working in the field, and um, was about one or two years in, it was ready by 6%. Yeah. Now, most student loans now, the average student loan, like once, because because once you graduate, it like it, it yes, it jumps up in so, interest rate. So, uh, to go back to the to the application. So when you, once you complete the application, um, what what the what the application spits out, if you will, um, it's a number, the um, estimated family contribution. So essentially, based on the answers to the questions provided and the the questions are very very guided to get a to get a perspective of the family situation so you get asked personal questions then you get asked household questions and then you get asked income questions so based on all that they calculate and come up with a number and that number is arbitrary in my opinion um, and that number is essentially... Wait, 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 why do you say it's arbitrary? Um, because there's really no way to know what your situation of today is based on numbers from two years ago. So now the way the application goes is that they use your taxes from two years prior to you actually doing the application. And anybody that works for a living knows that that's not the case. Like you don't, you don't make, you're not making today in 2019 what you were making in 2017. Maybe you lost your job, like, or um, or maybe you got, maybe you got a race, or maybe you got other kids now. So, I don't necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like the <clears throat> there's a variable change. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So, in there, they actually put, they have stuff in place for that. That is called a, a professional judgment. So it's pretty much leaving it up to the financial advisor to kind of do extra paperwork. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and at least in the environment where I was working, everybody that I was working with was, was very conscious to ask those questions. This is what the application says, but have, has any of this changed since? And, and then we help the student out with whatever resources we could to be able to get them the the proper financial aid. So the number comes out. And essentially what that number is used for is they take that number and they minus all the free aid that you can get. So you can get $5,200 a year. Oh, no, $5,700 a year from a federal, federal Pell Grant. So they'll take that number, like let's say estimated family contribution for the year, is three thousand. So they take the fifty-seven hundred and they take they minus out the three thousand. So that's how much free aid you're going to get. Um, and then, in in some cases, if the number is too high, not only do you not get grants, but then also you don't get one of the two types of loans available to you. One is called a subsidized and the other an unsubsidized loan. The subsidized loan does not accrue interest while you're attending school, and that's also a way from the Department of Education to help the students. Meaning, while you're a student, that loan 
if you borrowed 6000 10000 or however m much money you borrowed, let's say it takes you seven years to graduate because you, you went bachelor's straight to a master's or to a specialty, that loan does not go up in value. It is whatever you borrowed, but the moment you graduate and you separ or separate yourself from the, from the institution, that starts accruing interest. That's what a subsidized loan. That's what a subsidized loan is. The unsubsidized loan accrues interest while you're attending school. It's a very minimal interest, but it's still interest. So it's about a hundred, two hundred dollars a year. What these kids don't understand sometimes is that um, that when they when they get the initial loans and then they want to borrow more money for for books or for other situations, like some colleges allow you to just borrow. The college that I worked in, we were very, very specific with the students. This is how much money, this is how much money you need. This is how much money we suggest that you should borrow. And we kept it on the, on the low spectrum. But if the student came to us and asked us to borrow more money because they they needed money for books or they needed money for other educational expenses, then we were very, we, we made it very clear that the loan that they were gonna, that they were gonna be borrowing was the one that accrues interest because that's extra, it's considered extra money. So, um, so we were very conscious on doing that with the students. That, that one uh, accumulates more yeah. interest than, than the, the other, other one. one. Yeah. Yes, because that one is accumulating interest. While you're, the moment you take it out, it's already accumulating. It starts accumulating interest. So, like I said, at a rate of about a hundred, two hundred dollars a year, depending on how much money you borrowed. Um, then, for students that need the extra, then comes the plus loan, the parent plus loan. So this one is this one's very tricky. Now, now so you got the first one, which is the, the main one. Right? Yes. Then you got the second one, which is just the extra. Uh, if you need it, borrow it. Yeah. Because which uh, which accumulates interest like yeah. immediately. immediately then you have what a parent plus loan so this one has nothing to do with the student i mean not that, that it has nothing to do with the student it's a loan for the student but but it is based on the parent's credit history so if the if the student needs more money then we're, we give them a paperwork we give them a, a, a stack of paperwork which essentially is um, asking the parents to give us permission to run their credit to be able to determine if they qualify to take out this loan. Now this loan, interest points is, is usually double than what, than what the unsubsidized loan is. It's, it's up there, interest, interest rate-wise. And it doesn't work like, like, the other, like the other loans do, meaning that the other two loans, you don't, you're not required to make a payment until you separate yourself from the college. The plus loan you are. So the moment you take it out, a month later, you have to make your first payment. That one is like the extreme. So if the students need it, we tell them. And nine times out of ten, the parent will decide to put it on a credit card, depending if they have they happen to have a zero percent for a year APR credit card, they'll put on that instead. Because that's essentially yeah, that that's that one's more like a regular loan that you have to start paying right away. And affects your credit immediately. Damn. 
Yeah, and yeah, like and and here. So here's the thing. This is what I look at and what I what I I tell a lot of people about because we're if we were to, if we were to tell somebody who was 18, you know, um, hey, listen, you're gonna buy this car, right? Now, uh, most loans, what I come to find out, are, are on average after they leave school are like at about a 10% interest rate, mm -hmm. right? Like around there, I started doing a lot of research. 10 to like 13% or something like mm -hmm. that around there. It's a very, it's on the low spectrum compared to other loans. Like credit card loans, minimum is like 15% like, now. Yeah. 15, 16%. Yeah. 20. Well, no, like, some, some of them are like 24%, yeah. 24.99. So it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's the cheapest, but I don't want to say it's the most expensive either, right? But we, when when a, when a young kid gets out of high school, if we were to see him to pick up a 13% or a 10% interest rate on a car loan, like, that would be high, yeah. right? And that's what would happen because they don't have a credit history. Yeah, you know, and we would tell them, hold on, don't do this. This is really high. You're gonna get a lot of money to come out of this, and it's it would it would essentially be crazy if you do it on a mortgage loan. You know, you would say, "Hold on, like, time out. You're about to get yourself into 30 years. You don't know what you're doing. Like, this pump the brakes a little bit mm -hmm. before you sign on this dotted line for the for the rest of your life." Essentially, that's what yeah. you do for the rest of your yeah. life. You are stuck with this loan no matter what. And it only goes up as you continue to borrow. Exactly. And how is it that when we leave high school, this is the only loan that you can get in nicer terms? Like, how do I put this? Like, you get abused on these loans more or less you know what i mean and so you get and we're okay with it like mm -hmm. as a society this yeah. is what blew my mind as a society we're okay with this like we tell the child okay go ahead sign on sign on that dotted line for the rest of your life don't get a car no 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 don't get a car no no, no. don't get a house don't get a house no, no no don't like we would we would stop them from signing their life away essentially because as you said it you know and I, and I found this out you cannot walk away from this loan you can file for bankruptcy you could do whatever they can garnish your wages you can get to 65 years old hit your social security check and, and they'll you, take that too and, and they'll garnish that check mm -hmm. right so you essentially sign your life away on this one you're like mm, okay and how is it that this happens like this is one thing that I was like how is it that we we allow the child to be able to do this? Sorry, I get more or less why we do this, and I understand why society does this. It's a gamble that is taken, really. Yeah, but now what about the child who doesn't have a parent who has a lot of discernment, and the child walks in, and the poor child was never talk to about shadowing a job do you like this job do you want to do this and now the kid goes switching from you know 
from this major to this one to that one and then eventually he goes oh well i don't want to do this dad i want to do that you know and the, they continue to take out loans yeah. i mean this is crazy this, this is one thing that i saw and i didn't find i didn't find out that i was actually on the job that because like i said student loans are not necessarily a bad thing there's a cap that is put that is put on a grade level so if you're considered a freshman, you can only borrow up to, to such amount. So you have to go further in your education in order to be able to borrow the first and second student loan. If you want more loans, they tell you, you got to get your parents to now sign this Parent PLUS loan. Because if you continue to fail or if you continue to drop, they, they'll, they'll put a limit on how much loans a student can get. Now the parent needs to get involved. So that's kind of a system that I agree with in the sense that they take into consideration the immaturity level of the child going to college. Because let's face it, nobody's really mature until they start paying bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until they go out on their own. Like you, can, you, can be, you can be 20, 30, or 40, but until you go out to the real world, you don't know. You don't, you're not really going to know what's up. So financially, at least. Um, so... So there's a cap placed on that. And there's also a cap uh, placed on how much loans you can get as an undergraduate student, which is about $50,000. So they say, okay, 50,000 is the, much, the most money that you can borrow. So even if you mess up your life, never graduate, 50,000 is the limit. Because they know after 50,000, if you don't graduate, you're probably not going to be able to pay that. So they don't let you borrow any more money. But now that's the other side. Once you graduate, the cap goes to 100000 So you can go and pursue other degrees up to 100000 Like to 100, doctor, exactly. lawyer, mm-hmm. like kind of the more master's, doctor's yeah, degrees. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But because that's the case, those programs are overvalued in price. So you go from taking classes at $700 of credit when you're in the undergrad program, $700, $800 is the most that I saw. I've heard of programs in the under, in undergraduate degrees being up to $900 per credit, but when you're in the master's degree program, then it's $900 and up per credit. And each class is probably like three, four credit. Because they put in the paperwork to make it, to make it sound good, it's $800 per credit. Yeah, but it's three credits per, three or four credits per class. So take that, take that $800 now and times it by three or times it by four. And that's how much you're really paying for that class at the fees. Yeah. I like, I like to do that on paper for my students when they were saying, I don't like this class, I'm going to fail. Oh, I don't feel like going to this class. I would, I would, I, I would take out some time to tell them, oh, come to my office. Let's now, talk about your financial aid. This, this is because you're, you're a very conscious person. Like, you think, like, damn, if this was my kid, like, I would like somebody to talk to him like this. Because I know you. I know yeah. who you are. But come to find out, because I cut a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't give a damn what they do with their... You know what I mean? Like, because you're the one that's kind of helping them yeah. guide through this, you know, because you advise them because they don't know. You're, exactly. the, you're the professional. Yeah. You have to do the, like, the legwork. Like most people at their jobs, you know, th- there's a good chunk of society that doesn't give a rat 
you know what because i don't like the curse you know especially because a lot of like kids will like parents and mm-hmm. people listen to the podcast with their with the kids around but people don't care like most people are, are work their jobs like let me just do my job and just get my paycheck and get out of here you know you don't see the average mcdonald worker like happy to be there or even, yeah. e- even people who, who have degrees like I, I know so many engineers at you know this this company over here i don't want to mm-hmm. say the name because i don't want to get myself into trouble now that this podcast is kind of mm-hmm. growing but there's so many engineers there that have degrees and, and you might say oh well nobody would like their job if they didn't have a degree and they were working at mcdonald's and nobody would be happy there but i know mm-hmm. guys who who have good jobs and, and still and don't. They still don't like their job. Yeah, my so, father-in-law is a manager, and and he he tells me stories. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so my point is, is, uh, you know, there's people who are who are controlling other or helping or advising, best said, uh, people on their loans, and what are they doing? You know, since they really don't care. They're they, like, yeah, borrow it. You need it, borrow it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and you, I know you, and you're very like you're like, dude, this is a bad decision what you're making. Mm-hmm. And you used to tell me when you were working there, like, mm-hmm. dude, man, like this and this was happening. So, but there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, all right, whatever, here you go, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, you know, oh, oh, you need an extra five thousand dollars, oh, and so so now that we we got into this, so this is the other thing. So, um, you can take out the loan, and you can take it out technically, right? You could take it out for something else. Yes. Like you and could, that's why I said it's uh, technically the loan is for for educational expenses. This this is the second part, right? Because the first part is like this money just comes straight out and gets paid to the school. Yes. Then you, and then in between the, what, what was the third one you said? The plus loan. The, the plus. unsubsidized loan and the plus loan. Yeah. So the plus, Those so come, in between the plus loan and the subsidized, subsidized loan, there's one loan. The unsubsidized. And, and that loan... You can take out that money for anything, like yes. generally speaking. Yeah, as long as you can justify it on paper, which most people, and again, it comes down to whoever it is that's receiving the paperwork. Because I I had coworkers that uh, would be like, "Oh, you need a car? Just put down that you needed to come to school, and we'll give you the loan." And like, are you kidding me? That's not a that's not an educational. So, so they advise them. Yeah, they, they, they flat out went, oh, yeah, just put that as first school and you'll be fine. Now, now this is crazy because I was talking to another guy and he was open about it, like very open about it. And I asked him, I was, dude, dude, would you want to do the podcast? And he was like, no, because I'm still working in the field. I don't even want to touch that thing. Exactly, which is what I told you when you asked me the first yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so when, when he said that, he was saying that people will do stuff, and he's kind of like you. He's like, he's like, I feel bad, so I try to advise them like in a good way. He says, but there's a lot of people that will do that. They'll tell them how to be able to take out the loan, to be able to buy themselves a car. Yeah. Like, why would you buy yourself a car? You know what I mean? Like, and like some students, and, and let me just make this parenthesis. There are students out there that live an hour away from the school, and they do need the car. But then they go and get a used car, a conscious car. You know, they go and buy a nice used car for very low money. So they maybe borrow two, three thousand dollars, get something to get them from point A to point B. I had students that wanted to borrow extra money. Like I had this student come to my office talking about how he was in financial distress while driving an Audi. Like, are you kidding me? 
And I, that's what I told him. I said, I've seen what you drive. Get out of my office. Go Damn. sell your car. And maybe that would that maybe that that was a little harsh of me to tell him that, but I wasn't gonna let him borrow all this money now. Because, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, and and, and so this is the thing is that another thing is that if they find out, and this is what a lot of the financial aid officers do not say too, found this out. If they find out that that loan came out for that car, then it becomes a regular loan, and you have to pay it back. It, com- it becomes a regular loan, and the interest rate skyrockets on that loan. Yep. Right? Now, and most kids will do this, and most financial aid officers won't tell them that it'll turn into a personal loan. Yes. And most financial officers will, uh, financial advisors won't actually say won't anything say about that. it because they don't care. They're like, whatever, just get the money, get the hell out of here. I'm just here to do my job. Because essentially, what you're doing is a crime. Because you're lying on an official document. Because anything you submit to the United States government, people, it's an official document that can be traced back to you. So if you lie and you get caught, it's going to be bad. I had this person uh, three years into college, and this was probably a clerical error, but the person knew better. See, this person applied for college when they were in the junior year in high school. Turns out they never graduated. So they failed on their senior year, two classes. Still decided to go to college. The college waited for the paperwork, I guess. And some some stuff happened in between. But they went in two years. Two and a half years. And then and what meanwhile this person was was filling out the application saying that they were a college graduate, that they had a that they had a high school diploma, all this stuff. And when an audit came, and and we discovered that we didn't have documents in the system. That particular document, I'm talking about the actual college degree. We had the transcripts for the junior year, but not the actual college degree. We asked her, she's like, oh yeah, I have it. Um, it turned out, not to get too much into the story, that this person had failed gym class, and never actually graduated from college. I mean, they graduated from high school. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so I was confused because you kept saying yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, graduated so, from high school. I so he, he, he was, when he was saying college degree, he meant high school degree. Yes, okay, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. High school I, diploma. I apologize. Okay, okay. So they never graduated from high school. And they had been putting in the application that they, that they had graduated from high school, that they had a high school diploma and stuff. So, so when, this, when that person couldn't produce, because we gave this person a thousand chances, even though we knew, I knew in my heart that this person didn't write, because this is, this is how I phrased it to this person when, when they came to my office. I said, listen, you need to bring in your high school diploma because it's being raised to question whether you graduated high school or not. If you do not, you're gonna owe a lot of money. Any, any person that's doing the right thing would run on home and bring that high school diploma the next day, correct? Yeah, yeah, Because it's obviously a mistake. It took this person like three weeks to actually show up again. And by that point, we had already gotten approval to contact the, the high school. Yeah, to contact the high school and to contact the Board of Education of that particular city. And we found out the details. 
and this person now all the all that all those loans and all those grants and all everything that that this person received in the three years that they had been going to school the school had to return to the federal government to avoid the school being penalized for something that's not really the school's fault so this person because they lied on official document went from not owing anything to anybody except ten ten eleven thousand dollars in student loans to owing an educational institution sixty seven thousand dollars which now becomes a personal loan yes damn and this happens more often than people think because a lot of people will lie to get that money yeah and and there's a lot of people that I found out that will take this money and actually go to casinos yeah. and they will gamble with it to in hopes to be able to make more money. And some of them end up losing it all. And then because every quarter, more or less, you can take money out or every year. What is it? Every semester? Every semester. you Every semester you get like a new chunk that mm-hmm. you could take out. Yes. Yeah, so you get approved for a certain amount and they release it every semester. Yeah. So then then after they lose it in the casino in the first semester then they'll go back and then they'll go again at a, for the second semester and then they'll try to do it again so we, we're we're in right near foxwoods and mohegan sun here like the two biggest casinos in the world and we know a lot i know a lot of people i don't personally i take that back i don't personally know a lot of people but i've heard from uh guys who work at the casino that know uh young kids that'll walk in with college money and i used to think college money like their parents don't like have their bank accounts and look at them and then they say, okay, well, what are you taking out this money for? Why did you take out 7,000 if this money's for this, you know? So I used to think, how do they use their college money? This is how they use their college money. They take out that unsubsidized loan and they use it. Uh, they, they lie and they'll say like, oh, I need it for textbooks and or I need it for, you know, for school. Who knows what, you know? Yeah. And then they'll use it for gambling. And then they lose all the money. And if one day, which a few times it's happened, they get audited. And then this turns into a personal loan. And then the interest rate skyrockets. And you can't get away from that loan. No. Because you cannot even file for bankruptcy on that loan. You can't do anything. Like The only yeah. thing you can do is yeah die yeah, yeah die yeah literally once you die that's it yeah and, and i don't know i don't even know what happens then because no, actually no because you're right no that loan <laughs> that loan that loan still doesn't go away yeah like if you so happen to come back to life it's still there well no like <laughs> no well what i'm saying is the next person near you or so if you're married or something like that your spouse takes on that loan like that's what i if i'm not mistaken there's a, be, a few people who have who have uh somebody else has undertaken that loan so or your parents yeah like the parent plus loan yeah. that one that one is not in the student's name yeah so that one like essentially if the student doesn't pay it they go after the parent that one is the one the only one that i know i don't know the other two but that one is the only one that i know that if the student does not pay it, they go after the parent. Or if the student, because this is another thing, because you can also take graduate loans, graduate plus loans. So let's say you decide to go get a master's degree, but your credit is not so good. They run your credit. 
you're not approved, but you're given the option to seek a co-signer. So if you seek a co-signer, now that person is essentially responsible too. So if you decide not to pay your loan, let's say I was your co-signer, and you decide not to pay this loan, and you ignore them for two, three years, then now they're going to start calling me and harassing me because I co-signed on your loan. Yeah, like, so th this is my thing. Now, you think that we should be judgmental on those kids for taking out those student loans. And, and a lot of people probably listening are like, well, those dumb young kids, blah, 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 they shouldn't be taking out their student loans for your other stuff. No, because we make a lot of bad decisions in those young ages. Mm -hmm. We do. And because nobody teaches about money. We don't learn about money and how to make um, good financial uh, decisions, you know, till we kind of get some experience with smaller money, mm -hmm. you know, with $500. That's why your first credit card normally only comes out to $300. Yeah. Because a lot of credit card companies know, and consciously they've kind of come up with these things uh, because they say, they don't make good decisions, so more than likely they're gonna take these three hundred bucks and spend it on spend something it. stupid. Yeah, that's. But and then they got you for the three hundred dollars for like seven years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But which yeah, if you look up like on the payment, like Chase does that, like they'll they'll show you like how long it's gonna take you to pay off that loan. Yeah. Like that you took uh, that credit card. But anyways, but my point is, is this is what I don't like. Like now, mind you, I'm not saying that education is bad, and I'm not saying that financial aid is a bad thing, or like I don't know what to quite think about all this stuff yet. But the rules and how it's implemented and how things go about still aren't set up a hundred percent yet, like in a good way, because we tell the student or we tell somebody sign on the dotted line for the rest of your life. Like, and that's not really how it's worded. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it's worded because I've been in uh, in offices, especially for new students. Yeah. This is how it's worded. So this is going to be your package for the year. This is how much money you're getting, the free money they go over first. So your total bill for, for this academic year is going to be $29,000. So you're, you're going to get this much money. So the, the, the United States government is giving you this much then the school is awarding you this much. And now the bottom says, look, so your remaining balance right now is um, it's gonna be $5,500. And it's always magical how 50, it's $5,500 because that's exactly how much money you can borrow on a, on, as a freshman. Oh, the, the remaining balance is $5,500. So you're gonna have eight months to pay this back. So let's go over the payment plan. And then they spit out the payment plan for you. And watch you get all surprised. Like, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay that. What am I going to do? And they, they start, like, talking, whispering to each other. Like, oh, that's too much money. Well, actually, we have good news for you. As a student, you're eligible to borrow. And I'm being cynical right now, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> As a student, you're, you're going to be able to borrow this, 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 this much money. So there are two types of student loans. And then they go into the street. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, so I'm going to be able to go to college. Okay. And then it's like, no problem. And, 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 and it's crazy because, like, this, these are the things I'm talking about. Like, we would never allow an 18-year-old. If, if I had a child 
if I had a child. What the hell am I saying? I got right? five kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I meant to say was... Your wife is going to be very happy when yeah. she hears this. <laughs> what I meant to say was, if I had a kid at that age right now... <laughs> that's what I meant to say. If I had a kid at that age right now, and they were saying, I'm dad, I'm going to go sign to a loan, right? Before they tell me any details, I'm going to go to a sign into a loan that I will never be able to get out for the rest of my life. I'll go. Stop. Stop wherever you are. Don't sign any loan until I get there. Let me show up. Let me read. Dude, I, I would not sign anything that serious until I read every single detail, especially now with the with the business mind that I have now being a business owner. And having to have signed so many documents and contracts and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I would and look that happens sometimes. Yeah. I would look I over wearing. every single detail of that loan. And I more than likely would try to find a way or tell them, get as many scholarships as you can. Because we are not taking out this much money. Because uh, 10 to 13% is not the cheapest interest rate. But it's not the most expensive it's not great. It's not the yeah. greatest interest rate in general to say, you know, because I've seen there, there's so many loans in general that I've seen and that's, let's just put it that way. It's not great. It's not the greatest yeah. uh, in, interest rate. Now, why does this happen? And, and this is where I kind of find, and, and I, I think I'm still kind of like thinking about it in a way, but the government pays for the schooling and of course every year schooling goes up yes like 10 15% or something like that or 5% if there were no student loans or no financial aid education wouldn't be as expensive as it is right now because they they would know that less people can go to college well let's just let's not say less people probably but they would say to themselves okay um, Colleges would go out of business because students would be, I can't pay. Yeah. I can't go. So they, they would make them cheaper so more people could go to school. And in turn, it would produce more competition because people would say, well, we want you to come to our school. We don't want you to go to that school because now instead of having everybody out of the, the picking of their choosing, because right now colleges look at every single student, every child in America, and they go, this is free money. That we can grab, you know, but if they're looking at everybody and going, okay, we only have a limited amount of people. How do we get them in here? We, 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 we drop. So and we, we provide the best quality that we can provide, you know, um, because some high, some, some colleges provide really crappy quality for, for yeah. college students, you know? So they would say, we have to provide the best quality that we can provide and we have to do it as cheap as we can do it and do the best education that we can do because we need them to come to our school. Yeah, but you know you know what happens, and this is um, a practice that I do not agree with because some colleges turn into used car salesmen in this sense. They start to just let anybody in. They have year-round admission, and if you apply, you're accepted. It's always There's always the front of saying, oh, yeah, you have to bring this paperwork, that paperwork, blah, 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 write an essay, all the stuff, but at the end of the day, you're going to be accepted. Because they know that the, you're accepted, 
they're going to get something. Something they will get. They're either going to get those, those grants, they're either going to get the loans, or they're going to get your payments. They're going to get something. And that, and that, in my opinion, is not a good practice. Because if a student does not display a good academic, good academic behavior, nine times out of ten, he will not have a good financial behavior either. Because it all ties together. If they're yeah. not, if they're not responsible with the studies, what makes you think they're going to be responsible with their finances? Yeah. And so, essentially, institutions that work this way, it's it's, it's you can you you can put it catalog this as it's kind of like abuse a little bit because you're taking a, a person that's very irresponsible, and that that has demonstrated being very irresponsible throughout high school by graduating with a sixty-seven. Let's say, or 70, 70 is average nowadays. Graduating with the minimum, 65, as, a, as an average. You're going to take this, this kid that obviously didn't, didn't perform very well, and now you're going to give him option to get all this money to come to, to, come to your school when we know they're not going to go to class, and we know they're going to end up getting suspended. But it takes three or four semesters of failing constantly to get suspended. And they get the money. Anyways. And they're going to get the money. This. Yeah, so so you're gonna get two, three semesters out of this kid, and then they're gonna get suspended. Not gonna be able to go to college for a year. Yeah. And now you just mess this kid up, and they 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 don't have an education, and all they have is a big debt. Okay, now now here's another thing that I also wanted to bring up, because a lot of colleges will say the job placement rating. For the school, yes. Now they'll they'll say now if you do anything, let, let me make this clear. If you do anything lower than a ninety percent job placement rating, the school is not doing a good job. No. Okay. Now I want I want everybody to 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 more or less think about this as I'm saying it. If every college, which a lot of colleges claim that they're doing 90% job placement rating. Why are so many why are so many people unemployed in America if all of these places are doing 90% job placement rating? Okay, this thing with the job placement, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just I just something that irks me about that. Yeah. You just you just kind of like Okay, okay, wait, wait. So so hold on. Let me let me finish saying what I got to say before before you you do you do say what you got to say. Because technically Technically, under all these schools, when they say we have a 90% job placement rating, you graduate, right? And they say, uh, you got a job at McDonald's? Yeah, okay. that's exactly what I was going to say. Check. Job placement yeah. rating, you know? And, yeah, meanwhile, and, you have a you have a, a, a master's degree in, in social work and you're working yeah. at McDonald's because you can't get a job. Yeah, because how how is it now... This this is what's why I say this is very bad. This is a lie from every college. Uh, this is really messed up that a lot of colleges do this. So whoever's hearing this, like you have to ask it in this way because um, if America, if there's a study showing that only thirty percent, on average, only thirty percent of 
people who walk out of college within the first year or six months, I think it is, year to six months. Step into their field. Only step into their field. If only 30%. So how the hell are all these colleges doing 90%? Yeah. It's impossible. So that's, that's I, already I a lot. I can say that I got lucky in a sense because I, when I graduated my, with my business degree, I was able to get a job very quickly. Now, I graduated with honors, not to, you know, toot my own horn or anything. And the whole time that I was at the, co- at the college, going to school, I was also working in the college as a work-study student, which is another benefit of financial aid. Um, that, depending on your income, you're able to, to receive this paycheck for doing work in the library, at the school, or et cetera. So I was working in that. So I got myself seen, first and foremost. And people knew my work ethic. So by the time I was getting ready to graduate, I was offered a job at the at the same college where I was in the in the financial aid department, right after finishing my business degree. So I guess I could say I got lucky in a sense, in that uh, in that I was given this opportunity to be able to step right into my field. I don't know what I would have done because I didn't have anything else in mind because. I I don't remember how old I was, but you at, at that age you don't really. Start looking for work unless you do your internship in a particular place. And even at that, some kids take easy internships just to say that they took an internship. They're not going to go and, and try to get an internship at Pepsi or try to get an internship at, at HBO or try to get an internship, you know, at a, at a good company. Yeah, because it's going to be a lot of work and to be do college and a lot of work at exactly. the same time is very difficult. And nobody yeah. wants to really take on that hard task in life. But the people that do take take those chances are the ones that end up getting those jobs because most of these most of these big companies they want to see you perform before they commit so they offer you an internship so take it go and do that internship go and go and eat some dirt a little bit before you can before you can be successful and that's what kids nowadays don't understand that in order to to reap the rewards you have to actually sweat a little bit yeah and and, and this is something that, like I said, this is something that bugged me like crazy when I found this out. And and I think for whoever's listening to this, ask this question and see more or less the response you get, right? What is your job placement? How should it be? On rated? the field. On what, the field job placement. What is your on the field job placement rating for, for students within the first six months of graduating? Yeah. And see what their numbers are, and I want to see if they would, are, if they're willing to lie, or if they say, say, no, 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 well, we we do a uh, uh, job placement within ninety percent. That's that's a big lie that they do, and that one got to me. And, and the reason, the more and more I, I cut so many college students because we have Con College nearby, we have uh, you know Three Rivers, we have Mitchell, and then we have Avery, which is connected to UConn, right? Like right within like a 50 mile radius more or less so you do this and i speak to a lot of these students and some of them will tell me they'll be like juan i'm like eighty thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars in debt and uh this hundred thousand dollars that i'm in debt for i'm like 30 years i'm gonna be paying this off and and it'll it'll be like a 13% interest rate for 30 years and they're paying close to $1,000 a month. 
a thousand dollars a month like mm-hmm. and this is a lot of students that are paying this yeah. you know like between if you're paying about fifty thousand you're paying close to about six five to six hundred dollars a month like yeah. you can most most students who walk out from a job let's say with a bachelor's probably are making let's say close close to a thousand so with their paycheck maybe they're walking away with seven to eight hundred dollars on their paycheck mm-hmm. and then they got to pay rent that's about a thousand dollars that means that's about a paycheck and a half to be able mm-hmm. to pay your yeah. rent and then you got to pay utilities so there's the other half of that paycheck that goes there then you got to buy food in your car and insurance and if you got a, a cover a car that is needs to be full coverage so you know you got your other payment going there and it's like you have the other payment for what for if your car breaks down if you know or and and then your college loan i mean where's the rest like you have no money to, yeah and then, the, you can't afford to pay your college and then there's loans, the other side man. of the coin because then then you have all these dreams that you want to buy a house you want to do all this stuff if you want to go get a mortgage they look at your they look at your finances and the first thing they tell you is ideally you should be 30% of your income should be the bills but the reality is like 90% of your income goes to your bills. You have maybe $100 for the month to be able to pay yeah, for groceries. Like, <laughs> and, and this is the crazy thing. It's like they they look at this and and, and this is where I, I, I see the, the mess up in all this. It's like now you have a, a this kid who's walking away with like $50,000 in loan is like on the low end. Like... Out of what I'm beginning to see, you know what I mean. On the really, really, really low end is like twenty to thirty, like that's yeah. really low, like really, really low. And you think about this, and you're like, these kids are barely going to be able to pay these loans off. Let alone they'll get a job in the field. Most of them end up working outside of the field in something else that eventually they found out. I love this. I don't really love doing that. Yeah. Because how many students will actually say, I want to be a doctor, and then they go through it, and then they become a doctor. Like, I hate this job. I did not want to be a doctor. But now they're but in now this. But now they're a doctor, so now they're going to have to suck it, to yeah. suck it up. Yeah, exactly. And now and you got a crappy doctor taking yeah. care of your yeah. health. <laughs> like a, a bad physician. And, and there's this happens with accounting, with psychology, with lawyers, with, you know. And some of them say, screw it. I can't do this. I'd rather, I'd rather have... Uh, I'd rather be happy with my job than than to be miserable making the money to be able to pay off the loan. And you see so many students who they say, all right, well, I'm not going to do this. And they go off and they do another job and then they can't, because they don't have that job, they're not paying off. You know, it's just crazy. Like I think about all this and I, and I tell myself like, like where is the screw up here? Like there's something bad, like in general, like, cause I don't want to say, I don't want to say that financial aid is a bad thing because there's some kids who couldn't afford, yeah. who can't afford to go. It's not intrinsically evil. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Because it's it's good for those who are really poor and, and, that and need and, it. And, and, and there's, there's parents with good conscious decisions and they help their children to be able to make a good... Oh. Can I tell you about this kid? I have a I have a kid in mind right now. Now that you said parents, the I can't say the name of you for obvious reasons, but but this kid was going was going to college. He was doing very well. He had to borrow all this money 
um, to be able to pay for his education. His father worked uh, in a supermarket for many years, and then finally he made enough money where he bought that supermarket. So the father, the way that he was doing things, is that the child would borrow student loans, and the father, every semester, would come and pay that off. I mean, he didn't have the money at the beginning of the semester, so the kid would borrow, let's say, $4,000. The father made sure that by the end of that semester, those $4,000 were paid, and he would come pay it cash. Here you go. Here you go. How much money do I need? And, and, and then, at the, every so often, he would, he would come and, and sit down, and he wanted to know how his son was performing academically and how much money was being paid. So he wanted to see that. And he wanted, and every time he came, it was the father, the mother, and the child. They always came to me because I, I, I love doing this stuff. I love doing it with the kids that were actually good students because it was kind of a way to be, for me to kind of realize, okay, something, something good is happening here. And, but I love to do it with the kids that weren't performing so well even more because it was a way to kind of wake them up a little bit. So be like, okay, look. This is how much money you've borrowed so far. This is how much money you're in debt already. And look at your grades. Look at how much money you're wasting. Or if I found out that they were cutting class, I would take out a calculator and say, every time you cut class, you're essentially throwing in the garbage $100. Would you like, and this is the mentality that you kind of have to get into. As a parent, would you like it if your child took $100 out of your wallet? in the morning, leave, and then crumble it up and throw it in the garbage somewhere? No, right? So that's the same thing as, that's the same thing they're doing when they leave to go to school, go to the campus to go to school, and then they'll go to class and cut class for the, for the entire day and spend the day in, this, in, the, in the student lounge or whatever, instead of going to class. Throwing away money. And that's, I would, want to drive that home into, in, into, the, into the minds of the parent and the child so that we can get on the same page and get this going. Because, and I would say this to some parents, maybe, just maybe, this child needs to go work and not be in college. He needs to withdraw and go work in whatever job he can get to find out the value of money. Because some kids, unfortunately, especially those that of parents that, that have the means do not respect money. And so that's why they cut class, that's why they, that's why they get into trouble, that's why they, they, they spend money like, like if it was nothing. And it's, um, it's, it's bad, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, took, I took those opportunities to be able to drive that home. You might say that it, oh, I have some coworkers be like, oh, you're embarrassing, you're embarrassing that child. No, I'm not. I'm saving the parents some money right now. Yeah, and, and you know what the thing is too is like I think that's the problem is that a lot of parents don't put their kids to work ever and usually these are the kids who skip classes mm -hmm. who skip school or who do bad in school and they go ah screw it mom and dad are paying for it because they don't understand the value of money they don't understand how hard it is for their parents to sweat work for this money yeah. so because they never worked a day in their life they never did bagging at a grocery store or they never knew what it took to really work so when that moment comes they say ah oh, i'm just gonna skip class i'm just gonna do this yeah like because 
if if that child has to pay that loan and he knows what it takes to make a hundred bucks to two hundred bucks and now he's seeing a fifty thousand dollar debt in front of him he goes this is important i need to be at class yeah and i think this falls on the parent to teach that to the to child, teach yeah. that to the child because we're in a situation where all these kids are going to school and all these kids a lot of kids are skipping classes doing things that they shouldn't be doing and the parent is to blame for this really essentially yeah because they're the ones who are who have taught this kid that you know and, and, and they don't do it in a, with bad intention they don't go like oh I don't care about teaching the kid they just they try to protect the child from hard work because they think oh I don't want him to suffer I want him to focus on school but you're not yeah listen let me let me tell you something when I was in high school I wasn't the greatest student um uh college I kind of woke up a little bit and and was able to perform very well and like I said be able to graduate with honors in high school there was there was one one year I I think it was my sophomore year I was I got really into cutting class I mean Mr. Popular you know what I'm saying wanted to be with friends all the time um my dad caught wind caught wind of this and at first, he, he he sat me down. He talked to me. And, of course, I didn't listen. Um, I was, what, I was like 15, 16 years old. I'm not trying to listen to that. So my dad at that time worked at a, at a beer distribution company in a warehouse. He was a warehouse assistant manager. And one vacation, so he talked to me, and then I kept doing that. So one, one of my vacations, he said, you're not staying home. I'm going to need to to come with me to work. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because I had gone to him to work before, but I was always in the office. You know, he's the assistant manager, so I'm in the office with him. And I was like, oh, this is pretty chill. So that's in my mind, that's what I thought, the kind of job that I was going to be able to get. Um, so this man takes me to, to his job. First and foremost, he wakes me up at 5 in the morning. And then we go, drive, drive to his work all the way in Brooklyn. We get there, and I'm walking up to the office with him. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to go to the office with you. He's like, no, I didn't bring you here to be in the office. I brought you here to work. I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do? He goes, okay, so you're cutting class. And then that, that's, when he, that's when I found out that he knew that I was still cutting class. So I go, so, so you're cutting class. So essentially, you're not going to graduate from high school. It's what you're telling me. You're telling me, and I'm like, I just stay quiet. because I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble now. So let me show you what kind of job you're going to be doing without a high school diploma. He brought me to the back of the warehouse, and there was a room with a ton of cans, empty cans. And he's like, I'm going to need you to flatten all these cans and throw them in this machine to be made into, into, uh, for recycle. So he had me flattening all these cans with my foot, like, you know, stepping on them and throwing them into this thing all day. He's like, this is the only job you're going to be able to get without a high school diploma in this country. So you're going to do this all day now. He had me do that for a week. And I can say anything about it because what am I going to do? I'm living under the men's roof. He, he pays my bills. You know, he buys me my food. So I'm like, okay, fine. I like, I did. And at some point... Between the between the being mad that he was making me do this and me actually spending a week there, 
I was like, shoot, maybe, just maybe, I need to start actually caring about my education. Yeah. And, like, it might sound, some people are be like, oh, my God, he did that. Uh, no, it's good. Yeah. But, yeah. So he had me do that because he found out I was cutting class. Yeah, and because let me tell you, that was the last time that I cut class. Yeah, because it puts you in a reality, like, and that's what a lot of parents don't do with their kids. And and I'm not, I'm not judging, but I, the reason for this podcast is to make you think about these things. Like, if you're a college student and you're listening to this, and you're we're towards the end of this, like, don't cut class. Like, take education seriously. Work hard. Like, think. If you're a high school kid listening to this, you know, uh, be very uh, conscious as to what you're going to take in college so you don't get yourself into a massive debt that then in turn you don't want to do the work. Like job shadow. Like parents got to tell their kids to job shadow. Like just go into a place. And offer up to do an internship there. They'll take you. Yeah, like 15, 16 years old. Just tell them, listen, can I just job shadow you? I'll do whatever you want for free. For free. Anybody will take free work. If somebody comes in here and is like, listen, I want to know if I want to be a barber. And I want to know if I want to go to school. So can I just come here and work for free? You know, could I come to your barber shop and just kind of sweep up the floor and watch what you guys do and answer phone calls? And I'll do that for free for three months. I'll be like, Psh, yeah, come in here. I get free work. And in turn, you get to know whether experience. you want to do this. You get experience. Yeah. That you can the, put on a resume now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you get to know whether I want to do this. And, and, and is it worth me getting myself into a college, into a debt? Because they, there's financial aid for people who want to become barbers, too. So, uh I get to know if I want to get myself into this debt, yeah. you know, for the rest of my, my life, you know, and it, it's, it becomes worth it, but it, I want my kid to work. I don't want my baby to suffer. Uh-huh. He's, he's so difficult to be in the work world and I don't want him to know about that. And, and then, yeah, like I hear parents say, you know, he needs to study and that's all he needs to do right now. Yeah, I don't need him to, to, I don't, I don't need to focus him to on that. Yeah. No, you need your child to be able to work. When I got to college, my dad, my dad told me, okay. I'm going to pay for whatever the difference is after you get your financial aid. But any extra money that you might need, you're going to have to work. And so I got myself a job. You know, like if I wanted that, a laptop, just not just any laptop, because my dad told me, you need a laptop, I'll get you a laptop. But because, you know, me, I want the good one. I want the really good one. So he's like, okay, so go work, make that money and buy your laptop. You want a PlayStation? Go to work, buy your PlayStation. You want the nice shoes? Go to work. My dad didn't buy me a car. Yeah. I bought myself a car. Yeah. He helped me out. You know You know what I'm saying? He told me, go to work, make the money, make some money for it, and, and I'll meet you halfway. Yeah. 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 And, and you but know, he had me work. And you know, things, same thing with me. Like, I think that's why I have, everything is numbers to me, like now. And... I, I've always been like a business person since I was little. Man, I'd be like three years old. Like, no joke. You can ask my mom. I'd be three years old, and I would grab my toys that my parents bought me, and I would try to sell it for more. Like, I like people would come to the house, and I would literally have all my toy sets out. And I'm like, yeah, you want to buy my toy? Like, three bucks, four bucks? Like, <laughs> and I would try to sell my toys. I'd be like, hey, like, listen. like, And I knew because of my cuteness, I knew that I could get them to buy it. Like, so I was always... so. 
numbers have always been like a part of me. Like I'll think about stuff and, and, I'll, and I'll think to myself, okay, is it worth me cutting my own grass for my own house? Like, okay, it's going to cut me. It's going to cost me an hour and a half to cut my grass in an hour and a half. And it's going to cost somebody, you know, uh, uh, let's say it, it costs them. It costs somebody to come. Cause I have somebody come and cut my grass right at my house. Yeah. And people might think, why are you cutting? Just cut your own grass. And this is how people don't see, they don't calculate numbers in their head. They say, why don't you cut your own grass? You could save so much money. You're such an idiot for paying somebody $30, $40 to cut the grass. It's like, if I work for an hour and a half, I make way more money than if I were to take that hour and a half to cut my own grass. So it's actually worth me. Mm -hmm. It's actually more financially it's a better financial decision for me to pay somebody to cut my grass than for me to cut my own grass. Yeah. Because it costs me 30 bucks, 30, 40 bucks for somebody to come and cut my grass yeah. every two weeks. And that's how people need to think because let's say you make 20, 20, $20 an hour. It, then now you have to think like, do I really want that 55 inch television? Do I need that 55 inch television yeah. or do I want it? Yeah. And yeah. if I want it, okay. How like this equals xyz amount of hours of work is it really worth it yeah but people don't think like that they're like oh the money's in the bank let's get it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like that's like the phrase let's get it let's get it yeah and, and, and that's how that's how I, I make a lot of decisions i go how much does it cost me to do something and how much is it going to cost because some people a lot of people are caught up in doing their own thing right now diy do it yourself yeah. But I tell people, I'm like, yeah, the do-it-yourself is cool, but if it's costing, if it's taking nine hours of your time to be able to make this and you're taking time off of work, there's some guys who I know, like, they're like, oh, I'm taking time off work to be able to do, you know, this job in my house and it's like, it costs me this much and it's, and like a few guys that I know and a lot of people do this they're like oh I'm taking a day off from work to be able to do this and I'm like alright how much does this cost and I'll put it like in perspective for them because it bugs me when people do this but I don't judge I want to help them see the scenario so they can make better decisions like this for the rest of their life yeah. you know what I mean unless, you have, unless you're a salary employee that doesn't matter if you miss work you're still gonna get the same pay yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you need to really think about what you're doing yeah so I'll tell them I'll be like listen how much how much does this cost? Oh, this much. Okay. Now, how much are you taking time off to do this? Oh, this this is what I'm taking. Or I'm taking a day and a half or two days, whatever, to be able to get this job done to do this. I'm like, okay, you're actually losing money instead of making money. Like, you're not saving any money. You're taking two, off, two days off and you're saving yourself that money on this, but you're actually losing a hundred bucks in the long run because you actually made way more than that if you would have just worked. And people go, Oh snap, I didn't think about that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you should think about that. Like, and I, I this is what we don't teach the kids, man. We we don't teach our, the the kids of society. And 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 I try to talk to so many young kids when they come in here. I feel responsible in that sense. Cause I I I love to give people knowledge. I love to feed you wisdom. If I feel that there's something wrong or there's something that you're doing bad then I want to put it out in the open so that you could see it because I got screwed over on so many situations in life in general. And luckily I was smart enough to take that and, and learn from it. 
but most kids don't learn from it. So I like to put that out there so everybody can begin to see. And I constantly talk to young kids like all the time. I'm like, no, you shouldn't do this. You should do that. No, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. But I, I don't, I don't tell them they should do something. I try to put the options out and I, and I enlighten the options. I, I, I shine light on all the options and how good of a decision this really is and how good of a decision this is so they can kind of say oh man i never thought about it like that you know so but yeah but so i'm supposed to cut your hair so i think we should cut the podcast yeah. short because this is the no, one, thing, time. one thing i wanted to say about the student loans before we go like 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 we've been saying throughout this whole time student loans essentially are not a bad thing if you know how to manage them and any good financial advisor will tell you this this is what this my two cents on the topic if you're going to borrow try to borrow the one that doesn't accrue interest or if you're going to borrow the one that accrues interest be conscious of how much interest is accruing and try to pay it as you're going to school like i said and i and i made a point to say this the student the unsubsidized loan accrues about 100 to 200 dollars a year what does it cost you to to put 200 dollars a year there's 365 days in the year if you put a dollar into in, into a box $365, take 200 out of that and pay it, pay your student loan. And by the end, you're going to be left with significantly less money to pay if you manage your loan properly. I have seen people be able to pay those student loans within two or three years of graduating because they have done the due diligence. But what the mentality that some people have is, oh, I'm going to borrow 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 because I don't have to pay it until I graduate I don't have to start paying I don't have to start paying is what they're saying well you don't have to you don't have to eat you don't have to drink water but you need it so that, that's the mentality that, that we need to get into let's let's manage ourselves in a way if you know you need to borrow it because you need it borrow it borrow what you need no more no less borrow what you need and find out what the responsibilities on that on, on, on that loan that you're taking are. Find out what kind of payment plans you can get, which there are many payment plans out there. There's a payment plan that's called, and this is my favorite one, pay as you earn, because they calculate your income every year. They, the same way that they calculate it for you to get financial aid, they calculate your income, the, your household size, and they determine how much money you pay. And so you pay according to your means. So when you first graduate, you're obviously not gonna not gonna be paying three hundred, four hundred dollars a month because you don't have a job to be able to pay that. Maybe two, three years down the line, you've been promoted. You can pay some more, and so on and so forth until you pay it off. But people don't think about that. The, what they want to do is instead start ignoring the phone calls from the from the loan company, and then next thing you know, you got the United States government sending you a letter talking about how they're gonna garnish your loans. How they're going to garnish your income or they're going to take away your income tax or don't let it get that far there are ways to there are ways to manage the loans 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 can be good if used properly yeah and, and the, this is the other thing before we do finish try if possible unless you're in a really bad financial situation don't put your loans in forbearance yes like unless you're in a real bad scenario which sometimes it does happen but when you put your loans in forbearance 
goes into a higher interest rate. Yes, because whatever you've accrued in interest up to that point gets added to the principal. Yeah. So that's, and now you owe more money. Yeah. So that's crazy. You know, so hopefully some other day we'll talk about how it, when you're putting more money towards your principal, it obviously multiplies your money times a lot more you know what i mean yeah we can we can talk about that because there's there's there are ways to be able to pay the principal and the interest etc yeah, so yeah well we, 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 we can talk about that some other time. time but always try because this is what a lot of people don't know because you're it's a student loan and it's from the government um they actually are very what's the word i'm looking for very adjustable they're mm-hmm. very is that the word, right word? Yeah, adjustable. They're very adjustable as far as to your payment that you can make. Mm-hmm. But that's also the reason why they don't forgive your yes, payment. Yes, because they all. give you a thousand chances to be able to pay it back. And you have so many ways to pay it back. Yeah. Like you could go as low, if, if I'm not mistaken, as low as like $25 a month. Yes. Like, so, I mean, you you obviously don't want to stay at $25 a month because then you're, 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 there's way more interest yeah. than what you're paying but off. But that happens. I mean, life happens and they know that. And if you show that you're interested in paying it back, they will help you. Like when I got married and uh, then my wife, my wife got, my wife was expecting a child. I got on the phone and I called the local company and I said, listen, I know I've been paying $300 a month, but I just got married and, uh, and, and now we're expecting a child. And so before I even got the words out, they're like, oh, so, so we're going to have to rearrange your payment arrangement. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, good. Let's see. Let's see your options. And so they went. We went over the options. I was the only one working at the time, and they got my loan payments down to it was thirty five dollars a month for like the next two years. Yeah. You know, and I was grateful for that. I, 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 my credit didn't suffer. I was able to keep a good, a good payment history. I was able to pay the loan and pay all my bills. And and able to manage the property, but you have to show them that you're interested in in paying it, and they will help you with any. They'll bend over backwards to try to help you to stay on track. If you if it, because essentially it's it's a relationship that you have with this loan company that you have to build. You have to just like any other relationship, you have to take care of it. So as long as you communicate with them, they will help you, and they will give you all the options available to you. Yeah. Oh, and then. And then here's one other thing. I keep thinking about things. There's actually a third party that controls your loan, right? And so the government provides these this money, but somebody has to take control of how this money is going to be distributed, mm-hmm. right? There's a third party that the government has hired multiple companies. And be careful because... You don't get to choose who your third party is. Yeah. They choose it for you. Like, it just kind of gets randomized. Like, yeah, okay. but then if you don't like them, then you can request another one. Yeah. Now, but then, that, that's extra paperwork. Yeah. That you have to like, a lot out. of paperwork, come to find out. Um, but Navient is one of the worst. Yes. And they actually got sued by the United States government recently. Yeah. Like, they are the worst. So, if you get Navient, someday we'll talk about just, like, with all this and we'll bring up Navient but just for heads up do your research on Navient and if you have Navient as one of your third parties that's controlling your um, your loan get away from them yeah because Navient is Sally Mae repackaged yeah. Sally Mae obviously went out 
yeah. a long time ago. Like, that's a horrible, horrible company. But anyways, so before we finish this podcast, because I own a business and I got to keep up with my schedule and Fernando is one of my next haircuts. We actually came in. You guys, we're doing this podcast. We came here at five in the morning to start this podcast and we're finishing it now. So, uh yeah, so if we weren't like 100% right making saying right things because we're, you know, we got Dunkin Donuts in the morning. <laughs> but the 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 if if you're listening to this and you learned a lot, pass this podcast on to somebody else. Like post it up on Facebook, um, you know, or wherever you do your uh, social media, text it to somebody, send a link, uh, uh, talk to your friends at school and, and tell them, hey, listen, there's this uh, podcast called Food for Thought. So it's food and then the number four and then it's the word thought. So food for thought and explain to them, uh, rate me at the bottom. The, the podcast is growing tremendously and I'm very happy with everything. Um, ads, people have come to me with wanting to do ads but I haven't quite um, thought about how to do it, so I don't want to get anybody on yet. And second of all, I don't want to uh, put on something that I don't support. So uh, that's kind of why I haven't done ads. Um, but if if there's somebody out there who does want to put an ad, you know, I'm always open to it as long as it's something good and it flows with along the things that I do that I can honestly put my two senses and say, I use it. I like it. Um, but anyways, so, uh, please rate the podcast on the bottom, uh, uh, iTunes on podcasts, the, on Apple podcasts, you can go all the way to the bottom right now. I got five stars. Interesting. So I guess a lot of people so like far, it. So, good. so rate the podcast, um, put some comments below explaining how it's good and what you like about it. Um, so yeah, share this podcast with everybody. I really hope that this interests you uh, and you learned something from it. And hopefully you were able to take something and make a better decision in your life. My hope is that this can inspire you to think about things on, in life. So uh, thanks, Fernando, for all this. Thank you for having me. So, it's always a pleasure. All right. Take care. We'll see you guys later.